Thank you so much for joining us today. We're always encouraged to know God is working through new beginnings to touch lives. So if you have a story to share of how God's working in your life, please let us know. Send us an email at mystory@newbeginningsnj.org. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. When I pray, things happen. When I don't, they don't. This is what we've been talking about for the past three weeks, including tonight. Acts chapter 12. It was about this time that King Herod arrested some who belonged to the church, intending to persecute them. He had James, the brother of John, put to death with the sword. And when he saw that this met with approval among the Jews, he proceeded to seize Peter also. This happened during the festival of unleavened bread. After arresting him, he put him in prison, handed him over to be guarded by four squads of four soldiers each. Herod intended to bring him out for public trial after the Passover. So Peter was kept in prison, but read the rest of it with me. But the church was earnestly praying to God for him. Let's read verse 5 again. So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. The night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains, and sentries stood guard at the entrance. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared, and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him up. Quick, get up, he said, and the chains fell off Peter's wrist. When we pray, things happen. When we don't, they don't. Now, the beginning of that chapter there, James, obviously nobody's praying for him. He gets executed. And this obviously stirred up the church, and they realized, what are we doing here? Our brother was in prison, and we didn't pray. And so, thank God for Peter's sake, that they got with the program and realized we need to pray. But they prayed how? Earnestly. It wasn't one of those, oh God, just, just bless Peter and just comfort him in his time of need. You know, uh, let me just take a little side journey here. And please hear my heart, what I'm going to say to you. Because on the appearance, on the surface, it could, uh, on the surface it could appear a little harsh. You've got to be careful who you've got praying for you. Not everybody knows how to pray. You better be sure that when you, when you ask somebody to pray, that they're not going to pray you into the grave. Because I've heard people pray prayers like, oh God, you know, so-and-so is sick, and if you're not going to heal them, then, then take them fast. <laughs> Don't pray for me like that. You understand what I'm talking about? You better understand and you better realize and you better be very, very discerning about who you ask to pray for you. You want somebody who's going to pray the word. You want somebody who's going to pray God's will. You're going to want somebody who's, who's going to pray and get the will of God in that situation. And then pray for you for victory, not to comfort you as you pass. Now, if the person's 114 years old, that's a different story. Thank God the church knew how to pray earnestly. Amen. And look at how God responded. Peter gets delivered from 16 soldiers. He's chained to two of them. Yeah. When we pray, things happen. Yeah. When we don't, they don't. Martin Luther said this, to be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. Now based on what we've talked about here for the past few weeks, what mistakes could you have avoided if you had prayed? What tragedy could have been averted? What, what 
life-altering situation could have been avoided when you realize later, wow, God was showing me this and I, I should have been praying and I didn't pray. I, I just rolled over and went to sleep. You understand what I'm saying? Now, instead of growing anxious over negative circumstances, we can grow peaceful by committing everything to God. Are you understand what we're talking about here tonight? For those of you that maybe have not been here, we're talking about the necessity to pray. You and I have got to pray. When the Spirit of God moves on us, when the Holy Spirit touches your heart, impacts your heart, or impresses upon you to pray for a situation, pray. Pray. Don't, don't be satisfied. How many of you hate that feeling when something happens and then you, and then you have to say, I'm sorry, God was showing me this, and I, I didn't take it serious. I didn't take it serious. You know, September the 9th of 2001, my wife and I had to go to Newark Airport to pick up our son. He was out in Tulsa going to a, uh, a seminar out there. Um, and, and we had to go pick him up at the airport. And Barb drove. It was after church. I was tired. And so we drove up there. And some of you have heard me tell the story. But, and, and, and honestly, I'm not proud of it. And as we got off the turnpike there, up at exit 13, I guess it is. It's 13, I think. And you get off the turnpike. As you come around there, as you come around that, that bend, you get a beautiful picture of the New York skyline. And as we're turning there, I heard on the inside as clear as day. Now, this is Sunday afternoon, September the 9th, okay? I heard very clear, take a good look at the skyline because very soon there's going to be a terrorist attack and this skyline will never again look the same. Now, I've, I didn't blow it off. What I did was postpone it. I didn't realize he was saying it's going to happen in two days. I'm thinking it's going to be in the future. Because there has been some things in the past that the Lord has shown me, but they took, they took place over years. This was so Tuesday morning when this happened, you can't imagine the remorse that I felt. You can't imagine the pain that I was carrying. That I, I, I knew this was coming. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't do anything about it. I didn't spend any time in prayer. I figured I've got time, as the Lord reminds me of this thing, then I'll pray for it. When we pray, things happen. Now, am I saying that me single-handedly could have stopped the whole thing? Maybe, but, but, but at least maybe my prayers might have hindered individuals from, that were thinking about going there, maybe to not go there. Or, or safety could have been brought to individuals. Whatever. I don't know what it could have been. But the idea is this. When we get an impression on the inside to pray, please obey that. Go with it. Go with it. Even if you don't know what it's about. Father, just be honest. Lord, I don't really know what this is about. But, but this I'm doing. I'm praying that whatever this situation is, that you'll intervene. I'm praying. Now, one of the more important, I'm getting ahead of myself here, but one of the more important things there is the the ability that you and I have as believers. Now, if you're a believer, you've got the Holy Ghost in you, right? Yeah. The Holy Spirit came to live on the inside of you. When you said, Jesus, commit to my heart, commit to my life, be my Lord, be my Savior, the Holy Ghost came to live inside you. Now, there's another thing that, that is applied to us or given to us or, or imparted to us, and that is the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ is given to you as a believer. That means that we have 
been given delegated authority from God in heaven to use the name of Jesus to stop the devil in his tracks. We did it tonight. We prayed and we took authority over ungodly relationships that are causing these individuals that you prayed for to be hindered from, from following God. We have that authority. Well, I don't, you know, I really don't feel like, it's got nothing to do with your feelings. It has all to do with what God has said to you. Jesus gave authority to the church just before he ascended into heaven that we would have the ability to use his name. And so when you say in the name of Jesus, there is authority there. And so, so we can pray at times and, and just bind the devil. What does it mean to bind? You tie him up. You're tying him up. Spiritually speaking, you're tying him up. Devil, in the name of Jesus, I bind you. I take authority over you. You stop harassing so-and-so. You stop attacking so-and-so. We have authority over sickness and disease. In the name of Jesus, we curse the disease. But if, if we're getting an impression from God to pray for someone and we're not doing it, then there's no authority that's going forth and then the devil is free to do whatever he wants to do. When something happens here on the earth that's bad, the first thing that people want to do is blame God. Why wasn't God there? Why didn't he intervene? Well, he was there, but he's given his authority for the things here on the earth to his church. And if anything's going to happen, it's going to happen because the church is praying. If the devil's going to be stopped, it's because the church is praying and paralyzing the enemy. Literally, literally, if you look at some of the original language, it literally, we paralyze the power of the devil. Amen. But if somebody's not praying, nobody was praying and James lost his head. The church started praying and Peter's rescued. Now, are we going to sit here and say, well, you know, it was God's will for James to die? No, it wasn't. Because God's no respecter person. James wasn't done with his mission yet. But nobody prayed for him. The church prayed for Peter. You getting this? Now, let's shift gears here a little bit. Because some of us can become very anxious over situations that are in our life. Negative situations can cause you to grow anxious to be full of, of, of just uh, uh, stress. And it doesn't have to be that way. In Philippians chapter 4, this is what the Apostle Paul wrote to that church. Don't be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by what? Prayer, Prayer and what? Petition. Petition is what? Making your case. Make your, now we'll talk about that a little bit later. With thanksgiving... With thanksgiving, let me stop here for a minute. With thanksgiving, listen to me, please. Now, now we came here tonight to learn some things, right? And I'm learning right along with you. As, as I'm reading the word, there's things that are jumping off the page, okay? If our prayers do not have a facet of thanksgiving contained in them, they are going nowhere. Well, you know, I'll thank him when it happens. <laughs> it ain't going to happen. Why? Because faith thanks in advance. If you have to wait to see it before you say thank you, save your breath. Why? Because we're supposed to believe when we pray that we receive what we prayed. 
Come on now. I mean, for some of you here, this might be like kindergarten stuff, but, but there's some of us that need to get these things stirred up again. Okay, are you listening to me? That's why, because somebody said to me one time years ago, I don't understand you guys, you guys. When, how come when you pray, you start out saying thank you? Well, because it's polite. If I know, if I really truly believe that I'm going to receive what I'm asking for, amen. then I should say thank you. Yes, amen. I should say thank you. We see over and over again throughout the Word of God where people came in the presence of God with thanksgiving on their lips. So what are we talking about here? We're talking about prayer. And, and truthfully, prayer for the believer can be one of the most discouraging things if you don't know how to pray. Some people have given up on praying altogether. Well, what's easy me praying? It never happens. Well, it's because you haven't gone and found out how to pray successfully. Well, why doesn't God... Because he's given you a Bible. He's given you the Word. You can go look in the Word and find out how to pray. Follow how the, the, everybody in the Bible prayed. And they prayed with thanksgiving. They prayed, they prayed in such a way um, that, that they made God bigger than the problem. If you're going to God with, oh God, I'm coming to you, this thing is so big, and oh God, I, I don't think we're going to make it. Oh God, I don't think, I don't think, this, I don't know if there's an answer for this. Oh God, I've never faced anything this big. What did you just do? You made your problem this big and made God this big. But if you come to him and say, Father, I thank you that you're the creator of the universe. You are almighty. You are all-powerful. You are all-knowing. There is nothing difficult for you. There is nothing beyond the realm of possible for you. There is nothing that you can't do. There is no place that you can't touch. There is no one that you can't reach. And so, Father, I thank you, Lord God, that as we, as we just make our needs be known to you, bringing our requests unto you, we just say thank you in advance. Thank you in advance for what you're going to do. Thank you. Don't know how you're going to do it? None of my business. It's your business. But I thank you in advance that it shall come to pass. Now, doesn't that make you feel better? Then that, that, that those... those a midnight hour prayers? Oh, God. Oh, man. When somebody starts praying out like that, my stomach just gets like in knots. Oh, God. Like the more emotion you put in, the more he's going to respond. Listen, okay? God doesn't respond to emotion. God responds to faith. Faith is what gets things done. Not, and not how much you cry, not how much you roll around on the floor, not how long you fast. Not, fasting is not to get God moved. Fasting is for you to get yourself out of the way so you can hear from God. Amen. I did a teaching a, a number of years ago. I should bring it back up again. So when I do this, Max surprise when next time I, when I teach this. The Lord showed me something in the scriptures. It must have been about two or three years ago. When we pray, we don't get answers to prayer. We get instructions. We get instructions. Right? 
Peter comes to Jesus, says the Romans want their taxes paid. Right? What does Jesus do? Did Jesus supernaturally produce money? Jesus says, well, get your fishing pole. Go dunk it in the lake there. The first fish that comes up, pull the money out of its mouth and go pay the Roman taxes. What, what happened? Peter, Peter had a need. Did he get an answer or did he get instructions? He got instructions. The woman over there in the Old Testament whose sons we're going to be sold as slaves because she couldn't pay the debts in her house. She's praying to God. God sends a prophet. The prophet doesn't bring money. The prophet doesn't bring his checkbook. The prophet didn't even bring his credit card. <laughs> the prophet gives her what? Instructions. Go about your neighborhood and borrow all the glass bottles and jars and everything that needs Tupperware containers. Anything. Old sour cream container. Get any old, the old regatta containers. Everything you got. Just borrow as many containers as you can get. Go in your house. Shut the door. Everybody doesn't have to know what you're doing. Sometimes we, we, counter, we, we sabotage our miracles because we've got to tell everybody what God told us. Be quiet. Shut the door. After the miracle is done, then go tell everybody. So what happens? She started pouring oil. And, and the oil kept pouring, and the oil kept pouring, and the oil kept pouring. And when did the oil run out? When she ran out of containers. And so what'd she do? She went and sold the oil, paid off her debts. So what happened? She prayed. Did she get, did she get an answer? Did the money come? No. Instruction came. Instruction came. Oh, you mean I got to work? You mean I got to do something? Can't it just fall out of heaven? Oh, honey, it doesn't work that way. You've been reading the wrong books. You listening to me? So now, if we want peace, how many of you want peace? How many of you are tired of anxiety and tired of the stress and tired of the worry and tired of the concern? How many? All right, let's go back to that scripture because this is the answer. Philippians chapter 4. But don't be anxious about anything. But in every situation. How many situations? Every. And this is another thing. I love. Well, you know, Pastor, I don't really think I can go to God with this thing because it's such a small problem. He's got so much bigger problem. Oh, yeah, can you go? Because God's limited. He's only got so much answers that he can give you, so much instruction and so much miracles. He said in every situation. Every situation. By prayer and petition. Now, petition is... When we go to God and we say to him, Father, in your word it says. Are uh, you following me here? Okay? It's another thing we've got to learn. We've got to learn to start praying the word. Instead of praying the circumstance, instead of praying. You don't think God knows the circumstance? God needs you to repeat the circumstance? Of course not. He knows everything. He knows, he knows what's behind the scenes of the circumstance. What does he need us to be speaking? The word. Why? The word has power. All right, let me get through this real quick, and maybe I can get to more of that, because there's a lot of meat there that we can get to tonight. Okay? So let me, let me read through this real quick. Do not be anxious about anything, but every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and look at verse 7, read it with me, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, 
will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So if you want verse 7, you have to do verse 6. Turn to somebody and say, if you want verse 7, you must do verse 6. Everybody wants verse 7. Every one of us wants the peace of God that passes all understanding, that transcends all understanding. And notice what it says. It guards your what? Heart and mind. You see, because when your prayers don't get answered, they affect your heart. You start getting discouraged. You start feeling disappointed. And then your mind kicks in. Well, God doesn't like you. He don't even like the way your hair. Your mind will start kicking in. Well, you see, you're being punished now because of what you did. And God's, God's, God's been waiting for an excuse to just squash you. Your mind will do that to you. And that's why it's so important that we, we understand that we learn how to pray. And listen to me. Stop thinking that somebody else is doing the praying. That's what ends up happening. It's almost like when you have an event in church and you ask for volunteers and the person goes, I'm not going to volunteer. The, person, the guy next to me will volunteer. Well, no, I won't volunteer because the person next to me will volunteer. And nobody volunteers because everybody else thinks the other person's doing it. Do your own praying. Now, you can ask people to join in with you, but do your own praying. Listen, 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 listen. There's sometimes your mountain's got to hear your voice. Are you getting any of this? I'm starting to get the feeling some of you here have no needs. And that's why you're sitting there going, yeah, this is nice, but you know what? It doesn't pertain to me. Everything's cool with me. So, instead of growing anxious over negative circumstances, we can grow peaceful by committing everything to God. And the peace of God, which passes or transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus when? When you're anxious for nothing, when you've taken every situation to God in prayer, when you have presented your case to him, and when you tie the bow with thanksgiving. Then you can walk away from that situation knowing, I've done everything that the word says, now it's up to him. It's up to him. But what do I do, Pastor, when it doesn't happen right away? You keep thanking him. Yeah. You keep thanking him. Every time it pops up, every time that concern comes up, Father, I thank you that you're working on that situation. Everything we prayed about tonight, those individuals, the devil's not going to let them go that quick. So when that person, when the thought of that person comes up, or, or better yet, when you get home tonight, you find out they did something more stupid tonight than they ever did in their life. What are you going to do? Oh, I guess it's oh, just prayer. I don't know, Pastor, prayer to work. No. You don't, pay, you don't give life to that situation. You don't glorify that situation. You don't glorify the fact that the devil met a, won that battle tonight, but he hasn't won the war. You start saying, Father, I thank you. You just double time it, double time. Father, I thank you that you... No, Lord, I thank you. Not only are they going to be saved, now I'm going to up the ante. I thank you that they're going to be saved and you're going to call them into the ministry and they're going to get other people saved. When I was in business years ago, when we would have a bad day financially, 
I say to the devil, now you, you, you won today. You, you cost me in my pocket, but I'm going to cost you in eternity. Tomorrow, I'm going to double up on getting people saved. Tomorrow, if I got one person saved today, tomorrow I'm going to get two people saved. And if you keep it up the next day, I'm going to double that and get four people saved. I would purposely pray for anybody that walked in my store just to aggravate the devil. Because I know he's trying to hit me in the pocketbook, I'm going to hit him in eternity. See, see, it's got to be real to you. Don't you understand? This is real. We are in a real kingdom with a real fight. We serve a real king. And we're in a real army. And we have a real enemy. But we've got real weapons. All right. Let's see. Let me tell you a story. How many have ever heard of a man named George Muller that lived back in the 1800s? How many have heard? Let me see your hands. Let me see your hands. George Muller was a, a man, a Christian, who God had placed on his heart this heavy burden for orphans. Let me just read it to you right out of, right out of the book here. George Muller is widely considered one of the greatest men of prayer and faith since the days of the New Testament. During a time in England when most orphans lived in miserable workhouses or on the streets like Charles Dickens' Oliver Twist, Muller took them in and fed them and clothed them and educated them. Through his orphanage in Bristol, Muller cared for as many as 2,000 orphans at a time, more than 10,000 in his lifetime. Yet he never made the needs of his ministry known to anyone except God in prayer. Only through his annual reports did people learn after the fact what the needs had been during the previous year and had God provided. Muller had over 50,000 specific recorded answers to prayer in his journals, 30,000 of which he said were answered the same day or the same hour that he prayed them. That's 500 definite answers to prayer each year. That's more than one per day. Every single day for 60 years. God funneled over half a billion dollars in today's money through his hands in answer to prayer. There's one story in particular I'll never forget. A reporter was coming to the orphanage because they had heard about this man and they wanted to see if it was true. They had come there and they said that the night before they realized we don't have any bread and we don't have any milk for these kids tomorrow morning. They prayed. They went to sleep. They told the children next morning, come and sit at the table. Here's your bowls. Sit here. They thank God. They get a knock on the door. The first knock on the door is from a baker. He said, Mr. Muller, the Lord woke me up last night during the night and told me, George Muller needs bread for his children. And he baked I don't know how many dozens and dozens of loaves of bread. The next knock on the door is from the milkman. His cart broke down right outside his door. He said, by the time I'm able to get this fixed, the milk's going to, can you use some milk? You think God won't do that for you? Now, some of you are sitting there going, eh, I don't know if I believe that. 
Go read after him. Go ahead, Google him. George Mueller. Go Google it and see how many document, documented miracles that have been recorded. Now, was George Mueller some special person to God? That was one thing that George Mueller did do special. He prayed God's promises. When he prayed, for instance, praying in a situation like this, he would remind God, Father, you said in your word that you've never seen. I'm young, and David himself wrote in the Psalms, I am, I've been young and now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed begging for bread. When are you going to start praying what God's already promised you? Instead of praying whining prayers. I especially find myself in situations sometimes and I could kick myself for not, for not praying ahead of time. Now, as in any organization, in any business, in any job, you're going to come across things that you just don't know what to do. So what do we do? Sit there and whine? Most of us would. And sometimes I See, I won't whine because it's not my personality, except if I have a cold. But what I'll end up, what I'll find myself doing is this, trying to fix it myself, trying to find out myself. When all the while, in James chapter 1, verse 5 says, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him what? Ask of God who gives to all liberally without reproach. And how many times we would sit there and go, I just, I don't know what I'm going to do. I just don't know what I'm going to do. I remember one, one specific time, and then we'll go for tonight. We'll pick this up next week. Are you coming back next week? Yes. All right. We, we, we were taking a trip out to Tulsa. I needed to get out there. And, and we needed to transport some. And I couldn't for the life of me figure out how I was going to coordinate drivers and vehicles and all this. And it was, it was literally... It, was, it kept me up for hours. And all of a sudden I went, what am I, stupid? I prayed that prayer. Father, you said if anyone lacks wisdom. Right now, I need wisdom from you. I, don't, I can't figure this out. I don't know what to do with this. And then I just committed it to him. And then I started praying in the spirit. You know what I mean by praying in the spirit? Okay. And, and just as I was praying in the spirit, praying in unknown tongues, all of a sudden, boom, it's like the whole thing just fell into place. It was like, Oh my gosh. How many times we go without because we try to figure things out ourselves and we don't ask God. We don't allow God to come in and, and be father to us. A father, a father wants to be able to, to help their sons, help their daughters to figure things out. Why? Well, we've got a little bit more life experience. How much more a father in heaven? How much more? So listen, we're going to go. Um, kitties have to go to school tomorrow. Some of you have to go to work. Hopefully most of you have to go to work. But I want you to leave with this tonight. Understand this. Please let this settle in your heart. You and I have a good father in heaven. And that Father has made promises to us. But if, you're, if you don't go and read the word, then you're going to walk around ignorant of those promises. And, and honestly, 
after being, being a Christian for now 33 years, I gotta say, sometimes I let it slip. I look, oh yeah, yeah. I forget the promise. And so that's why we need to be reading the Bible continuously. We, yeah, but I read that six times. Yeah, but on the seventh time, you might get it. And on the seventh time, it might fall in that season where you really needed to hear this. And we remind ourselves of the promises in the word. We gotta remind ourselves that he said that he is gonna be the one who supplies all of our needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. We need to remind ourselves that he said that by the stripes on Jesus' back, we were healed. We need to remind ourselves that he said that he is the God that heals us. We need to remind ourselves that he said in Psalm 91, the protection that he's promised us. He said, with long life will I satisfy them and show him my salvation. We need to remind ourselves, why? Because life, the, the world that we live in is so complicated and so busy and there's so much hardship and all of that exists to drain the life of God out of us. You and I are never gonna pray accurate, successful prayers apart from knowing what the word says. And make sure that you thank him when you pray. Amen? Thanks for listening to this message. We pray that you're blessed and lifted up by God's word. If this message helped you today, please consider supporting New Beginnings financially. You can just go to newbeginningsnj.org and click the giving tab. We hope to see you soon.